So social media was honestly the only way that I could meet other young sober people. So for me, it was a necessity. Like I, you know, I had to utilize it because there was nobody in my life that went through those things that I saw that, like, you know, was open about it. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to Recovered Life. I am pleased to be joined today by Gabri Agello. Gabri is the creator of a really neat YouTube channel called the Gen Z Declassified Sobriety Guide. And I'm happy to have her on today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Well, I'm so I was so thrilled to have you on because what you're doing is very unique. I actually read about you online that you had created through your school and association, you had created this really neat YouTube channel all about getting sober, about being a Gen Z. Now, many people were going to ask you, what is a Gen Z? A lot (laughs) of people don't even know what a Gen Z is. But how did you get into this whole thing? Because it's really interesting because I, I want to talk about the whole idea of social media and sobriety, it being so public now. And it's really a huge shift. And I just want to say, how did you get into this? And tell us a little bit about the Declassified Sobriety Guide. Yeah. So when I was starting my sobriety journey, the first thing that anybody my age probably does is we Google, we YouTube, uh, Instagram, you know, being sober in your early 20s. And when I looked for content, I really did not find much. Um, There was really kind of there was lacking in that area. Um, And then I started taking this blogging class and I was like, what a perfect time to, you know, learn about blogging, learn about, you know, be creating a YouTube channel and doing something that I'm personally going through and will help me while also helping other people my age. Um, So, yeah, the the channel really um, I talk a lot about my own personal journey um, to be able to relate to other people my age. Um, And I talk about a lot of topics that are particular to young people getting sober. Um, Yeah. So the the channel is really tailored towards younger people, but anybody is welcome to to watch. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I really loved about it. And, you know, you address the whole aspect of social media and early sobriety. And you mentioned that when you were thinking about getting sober, you went to social media first and you probably Mm -hmm. started Googling going on social media channels, finding out, hey, do I have a problem mm-hmm. with alcohol? Do I have a problem with drugs? Like, how do I, is that, do you find that that is really kind of how Gen Z really questions whether or not they have an addiction problem? Absolutely. Um, from my own experience, it's not something that is talked about in our family. It's not something that's talked about at school. Um, so where else are we going to look for it? We're going to look for it on the internet through social media Um, And sometimes you don't always find, you know, the best tools there. So I wanted to be able to create some, you know, positive tools. But yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Gen Zers were always, you know, looking to the internet first to try to, you know, figure out what's going on. And what did you find when you went to the internet? I mean, I guess that's the interesting because there's so many different theories and and opinions Mm -hmm. on the internet already. And not all of them are great, right? So what did you find? Did you really find the help that you were looking for? Um, I ended up finding the help, but in the beginning, it's kind of like you really have to learn how to sift through the kind of sea of, uh, I guess, opinions. 
Um, I even saw things saying that, oh, it's not alcoholism if you're in college. That's just normal behavior. Um, you can't have a substance abuse problem if you're under 30. Um, and so really trying to tailor the social media and the internet to kind of, you know, fit what I was looking for. Once I did that, I found some amazing support groups online. I found amazing um, stories and testimonials of some people that are a little bit older than me, like millennials that were going through uh, some of the things. And it kind of gave me, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I always say it's not social media. That's the problem. It's the user. And being able to, you know, find your community within the big C of social media is hard. But once you do that, it's super rewarding. Yeah. You know, Gabri, I think a lot of people with the whole pandemic and, you know, being locked up and really not having access to 12-step groups, church groups, therapists, um, you know, get typical support stuff. You even said school. I'm sure school has some sort of support stuff. But when you're not there and when you're home, uh, you know, you reach out to the internet to kind of, you know, you start Googling, you start looking for people that you know. Do, do you find that in a way that the internet has made it easier to reach out for help for people? Because before you'd really, you'd have to walk into a room. You'd have to actually go physically outside your comfort zone, yeah. end up there and hopefully be around the right people that could help you. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And I know from my own self, I don't think I could have, started my sobriety journey any other way. Um, I had severe social anxiety. I, I would have never taken that step to go to an AA meeting in person. Mm -hmm. I just could not have, I just wouldn't have. But I took the step to be able to go to an AA meeting online and maybe turn off my camera and then work up to, you know, turning on my camera and then speaking next time. So I honestly felt like it was, you know, sobriety with some training wheels kind of. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's really helped uh, a lot. And it's also, it's frame of reference. I think for somebody that's 22, everything I do is online. So it just seemed like second nature. You know, we were laughing about this when I first talked to you. Um, I, you know, I got sober in a whole different, it seems like a whole different world, definitely a different generation. And the idea of being public about being sober you know, in the 80s or 90s or the early 2000s was really honestly unheard of. It's something that you did not do. You know, occasionally a couple of celebrities would talk about it, but really it wasn't something that you would post online, put onto a Facebook group, an email, effects, whatever. You just didn't do that. Do you find that there's been just a shift of consciousness with your generation of kind of kind of knocking down the stigma of addiction? That's, a, yeah, that's a good question. I think my generation, while we like to break a lot of stereotypes with substance abuse, I think that's not actually the case. It was really, really hard for me to be public about my sobriety. So I struggled with substance abuse from the time of 18 and now I'm 22. And it took me until I was 22 to actually open up about these things. Um, and why I posted my, you know, journey online was honestly at first, not for anybody else, but myself, it was okay. I, I'm having the internet, I guess, hold me accountable until I can hold myself accountable. So everybody knows it's out there. I, there's no going back. Um, 
And so for me, that's how it started. It was really just for me. And then it spiraled and turned into, oh, I, I really want to help others with this. So I think my generation, we still have, there's still a big issue with that. The party culture is still really big. Um, but at least we have a space to be able to talk about it. Gabri, what do you think the biggest misconception with your generation is about addiction and sobriety? Yeah, I think just the biggest one is that we just can't have substance abuse issues. Like, I don't understand why people think that there's an age limit. I guess once you hit 30, boom, you can, you know, be an alcoholic. Um, I think that's a big thing. Um, I think for people my age, when I first realized I had a substance abuse issue, I was in denial forever. So I was like, oh, I'm too young. I, I'm not even, I can't legally drink yet. How can I be an alcoholic? Um, so I think that's kind of the, the main misconception. And I think another misconception too, is that you can't go sober this young. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much of my life ahead of me to say that I'm not going to drink at all right now. Um, I just say, you know, take it not even just one day at a time, take it one positive choice at a time and, and just try to live in the moment with it. Yeah. I mean, I imagine you putting this on social media would be like somebody walking into a 12 step group, uh, <laughs> except for everybody could see it, right? Everybody that you're connected with. Was there a moment of panic after you put that out there in the world? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't put it in like a safe, you know, sobriety group. I actually just put it on my Facebook because I knew a lot of my family was on Facebook, um, the older generations on Facebook. So I was like, okay, this is my way to, you know, I guess tell my family as well. And honestly, I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and even though some of the responses weren't necessarily what I wanted, it was what I needed to hear because it really helped me to set those boundaries with everybody. It's like, if you don't know how somebody's going to react, you don't know which boundaries to set. Um, so even though it, it was hard and there was some panic, it was for the best because it, it, you know, helped me to set those boundaries that have been essential to my sobriety. So. Yeah. Did you did what was the response when you put it on online? No, honestly, the majority of the responses were really supportive, um, really great. Um, yeah, there was just some some family that unfortunately I, I had to cut out. Um, but that's just what you have to do. You have to do what is what is best for you. And I would rather know now than you know, know later down the line that they were talking about me or that they wouldn't support me through something else that I was going through. So even though it was hard, it, it was worth it to find out. You know, I think um, one of the big differences that I could, that I have seen um, is that the, the stigma of addiction, like we were talking about earlier has changed a lot. I, I think that, you know, when, you know, looking back 10, 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, I can see that really people viewed any kind of addiction, especially when you're young, as a willpower issue. Like, right. obviously, they just are not tough enough. And, you know, maybe it's more with men sometimes than women. I, I know women have different kind of peer pressures, but it was like, you know, this is just somebody who cannot handle a couple of beers, you know, cannot, you know, needs to kind of calm down and, you know, get, get some perspective. And then 
when all of that shifts, they're not really going to have an addiction problem. And although that does happen in life, we, we all know that there are people that do that. There's a lot of people that will end up suffering way longer because they think, wow, this is something I can control. Yeah. I've seen now it's moved more into a physical and mental health awareness thing mm -hmm. is to identify younger and younger. And, and I see, you know, I, I see that now. Do, do you feel that, that people of your generation are using the internet to identify? It's like, wow, I have an addiction issue and this is what I can do about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that social media um, and, and, you know, things that you're exposed to online has really made me realize that mm -hmm. this isn't just like, you know, oh, a choice I'm making to be sober. This is about my holistic health. And this is a huge part of my holistic health. My mental health is just as, and honestly, I could argue even more important than my physical health sometimes. Um, and that was something that I really, you know, was exposed to on, you know, on social media and some of the pages that I followed. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that there, there is, we're getting to that, that shift. Um, I'd like to see it more, but no, I, I definitely agree. You know, when I remember when the pandemic first started, I had friends that were in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s that, that you know, they were very hesitant. Uh, even friends that were in their 40s that were very hesitant about going even to a meeting online or connecting with other people that are alcoholics or have addiction problems online because they felt that, well, this isn't really going to work. It only works when it's face to face. Mm -hmm. Can you address that a little bit? Because I would have these conversations with them and said, I don't think so. And now we've seen it's been almost a year now mm -hmm. where there are people who have never been to a 12 step meeting, a therapist's office, anywhere physically. They've only actually been on online groups. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's working for them. Yeah, that is absolutely my experience. Um, I was I'm blessed enough to have an amazing therapist, but obviously that was all online. Um, and all the meetings I've been to, cause I'm just a shy of 11 months sober. So I've been sober this entire time, this pandemic, um, everything's been virtually. And I've noticed that the people that I get a little too close to, the people that I'm the closest to in my personal life are actually the people that I don't go to for this. Um, I, I think that having separate people, um, to talk about sobriety and things like that, it really helps me, I guess, to compartmentalize parts of my life, um, to have a virtual side versus my in-person family and things like that. So for me, it it really worked. Um, I could see for some people maybe like, you know, a little weary about it, but um, I definitely, I personally think that works. Now, do you think that Gen Z is going to shift all the way the other way and say, look, we don't want to do anything online. We only want to do it in person. Or do you think it's going to be hybrid or do you, you know, or do you just think that that's it for people meeting in person, groups meeting in person, you know, face to face. There's a lot of people that cannot wait to do that. And there's other people that I know the same people that started the pandemic saying, I'll never go to any group online now saying, you know what? I'm only really going to go physically once a month. I'm yeah. only going to go online now. Do you think it will shift back or do you think that this is here to stay? Oh, I, I definitely think it's here to stay. I think there's probably going to be a mix of hybrid because I will say there are some times when you're really going through it where there's nothing that beats being that that in-person you know, connection. Um, 
But for, you know, your everyday or, you know, your weekly meeting, if you choose to go weekly or whatever, it's just honestly more convenient to like with school, with work, with, you know, being super busy. It's just so convenient to just hop on, you know, with Zoom. Um, I think also, too, because I, I think that substance abuse and mental health should be talked together. It's at, I struggle with comorbid uh, substance abuse and mental health issues. Um, and for somebody that had crazy anxiety, this online platform makes it so much easier to, to share and open up. So um, I, I don't want to, you know, speak solely for my generation, but I, I think that's probably, you know, the route that will go. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard, especially the whole geographic yeah. Uh, situation where you were very limited to really hanging out with people that were within driving or walking distance of where you live, right? Yeah. But now the whole world is open up to almost any type of support group that you can think of now is online mm-hmm. and connections, deep connections with people that you might never meet physically. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I haven't met anybody in person my age that is sober. Like, I don't have any sober, like, friends or somebody that's gone through substance abuse that I know, like, outside of, you know, virtually. Um, I think there are some people that do struggle, but it's not something that they like to admit or talk about for the reasons we discussed. Um, so social media was honestly the only way that I could meet other young sober yeah. people. So for me, it was a necessity. Like, I, you know, I had to utilize it because there was nobody in my life that went through those things that I saw that like, you know, was open about it. So. Yeah. And obviously Gabri, it is working and working well for you. I think that's the point. What What's the last thing that, what's the big tip that you would tell people uh, if they are active on social media and, you know, really talking about sobriety, what's a big tip that you would give them? Big tip is definitely boundaries, boundaries in your virtual life and in your, I guess, in real life life. Um, there's ways um, in your settings for social media to limit your exposure to ads with alcohol to, you know, block certain accounts that can mm-hmm. be triggering. Cause I, I know for me, that was huge. Um, so once I did that, it, I was able to use social media as a tool. So boundaries in that virtual life, and then also boundaries in, you know, your in person life, you don't owe anybody anything. And if it is harming you, cut it out. That is my big, big thing. That's where once I did that, my progress just skyrocketed. So definitely boundaries. They're huge. Gabriella Jello, thank you so much. Where can they find out more about you and your channel? Yeah. So if you go to YouTube, all you have to do is just type in Gen Z Classified Sobriety Survival Guide. Um, also, I'm on Instagram at G-A-B-R-I-A-U-G-E-L-L-O. I'm always posting stuff about sobriety. So, you know, give me a follow there. And if you comment on any of my videos, I always will respond. I'll always give you a like. So reach out. Thank you so much. We're also going to put a link in the show notes where that you can reach Gabri. Also, she is on Recovered Life. So you can connect with her there and have a conversation. Gabri, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.